but on the way back here to Seattle, we we were talking about our next trip. I know it's kind of, it sounds weird, but, you know, the work of God, Ilya, uh, or when you work for God, it's actually suck you in. And you you become infected in a good way. Amen? And uh, it's like you separating yourself from, uh, from the earthy uh, way of thinking, right? Or, and it's like you're separating slowly, very slowly. You just, you don't even, you know, uh, realize where, where, where that, you know, where the border is. But you start feeling that something, you're not, you're not the same as two weeks ago or three weeks ago. You're not the same. Something changed in you. And sometimes you can't even understand, I mean, explain it. It just, it just, becomes, well, I mean, becomes uh, your nature. Your nature is changing. And uh, I will be trying to speak uh, English. Uh, Ramil gave me, uh, he, 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 he has a good memory, and he is trying to torture me, saying that uh, I, I promise that I will preach in English uh, uh, from uh, uh, May 5th, uh, 2015. And uh, I don't want to kill myself, and uh, and and you know, and all of a sudden start preaching on May fifth, uh, and I will try a little bit earlier, maybe a little bit step by step. You will you will hear uh, many many Russian words, but uh, I know you are different, and you have much more mercy than than year ago or two years ago, right? And uh, plus uh, plus you will be under pressure too. Uh, and the pressure is some, some uh, especially young, young, you know, guys uh, keep saying that, oh, if it would be in English, then it would be much easier for me to understand. So there, uh, there will be an English. Technically, it's, it's still in English uh, because I will be speaking English words, right? Uh, uh, and uh, basically what it, what it does, it basically remove any excuses from uh, from your side and uh, I will try to use uh, very simple words that uh, 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 Michelka will understand probably <laughs> and she, she is actually very I mean she she is the only person who allows to to be in the youth with with a closed eyes okay <laughs> she is the only one everybody else better keep your eyes open okay um, uh, but uh, when you read the Bible, I st- I'm still reading it uh, in I mean, Russian Bible. But uh, today I look in um, in uh, New King King's James version. Uh, the place, or actually the scripture that we uh, we were supposed to read today. And it's uh, Revelation uh, chapter 21, 21, right? Right? 
uh, who's, who is still reading the Bible? Uh, like, uh, like every day. Like every day. Okay, okay, let's <coughs> keep doing that. And uh, verse 6 says, And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. And I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. Okay? So we, we are uh, dreaming of the, uh, of the fountains of uh, living water. And we're praying, we're praying for, for uh, the last, later rains, for the later rains. We, we, we pray, we're praying, and we, we're dreaming of the later rains, right? Because it's, it's, it's a supernatural rain. We're not expecting something, you know, like a, like a, like a gifted people will come to church and then, oh, you will, or we, we're all going to see a, a great performance of a great preachers or, or some, some kind of, you know, uh, 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 supernatural people. No. Uh, when, when, when we talk when, or when, when we, uh, yeah, uh, speak about uh, later rains, it's about God's, God. About God revealing Himself in in a, in a supernatural way, right? And that's what I, I'm expecting uh, here. But there is a there is a condition we have to we all have to meet. There is a condition. There is always condition. <laughs> when you want, when you are uh, 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 dreaming of uh, uh, dreaming to see something supernatural from God there's always condition and in this case uh, God uh, uh, basically telling us that he is the beginning and the end and he has done everything for us you know to to be in his will and in his presence but the condition here is is that he will pour out uh, uh, his water or fountain of the water of the living water of the life freely to him who thirsts who has thirst right that's that's basically it's it's a very small condition but it's very important condition it's 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 the condition that we uh we we have to fight every day every every single day every single that's basically what we uh, we were trying to to share with uh, with uh, uh, people in Mexico, and and that's what we saw there. These people were thirsty. Thirsty. They like like a like a broken uh, 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 you know ground, like a very dry uh, um, soil. Yeah, and uh, and it's basically when you look at them, it's like drink. I want drink, I want water, I want water. Nothing else. It's like ready 24-7 and ready to pay any price. And uh, what do you think? What, what, knowing that God is, is our God is a God, uh, uh, is, 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 he is love, right? 
And when he sees his children crying out and in, in, a, in, a, in, in a condition, fulfill, fulfill the condition of being thirsty, what, what's, what's, what's going to be his reaction? And uh, miracles. Miracles. And then next, uh, verse 7, it says, He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be in his, I will be his God, and he shall be my son. He shall be my son. Those, or he who overcomes, who overcomes. I'm glad to see so many of you, of, uh, of you here today. Because um, you're in the right place. You're in the right place. And we have nothing to offer to you as, 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 as human beings. That will make you happy. I don't know. At least me. I cannot. I, I don't have anything to offer. You know that make you. That will make you happy, or or more joyful. Maybe I can. I can throw jokes, and you will laugh for for a couple of minutes, and then it comes back as a bitter taste, right? Leave you with a bitter taste. But uh, only God can make you uh, satisfied. Yeah, only He who uh, can satisfy uh, our souls, our hearts, and uh, and basically, you know, all these days in Mexico and after Mexico, just one thought is is just going through through me up and down, up and down. That uh, the God supposed to be uh, uh, the center of, of our life. He and only He is supposed to be the center of our lives. When we um, gather together at, at the home group, we were talking about about the same uh, same thing, right? How to uh, how to make Him center of of our uh, of our families, um, our lives. Because this is twenty uh, chapter twenty one, there's one more chapter, right? That's it. And this chapter twenty one, chapter twenty one, uh, twenty one is enough for me. I mean, to 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 see what's the future is is waiting for me. What kind of future is waiting for me? I don't want anything else. I don't want any any temporary joy or or pleasure. I don't want this temporary pleasure. If God would say, Dima, go, go to Mexico today, I would go. Seriously. Wouldn't even think twice. If he would say, Dima, to uh, pack, actually, my, my suitcase is still in the van, right? It can't happen. <laughs> yeah, go to, to whatever. Um, he is Alpha and Omega. He's the beginning and the end. Amen?
and obeying Him is the biggest pleasure. I know it's, 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 it means you have to go against, against uh, the majority. I know you have to fight a lot of thoughts in your head. But with God, everything is possible. With God, everything is possible. And you know the end. When you're obeying God, you know the very end of the story. You know exactly what's going to happen. You will, you will see that uh, uh, heaven, heavenly Jerusalem, right? Heavenly Jer- Jerusalem. Where gold is going to be like, like, a, like a glass, right? It's, just, it's, just, it's going to be see-through gold. Okay. I don't know. And there is no night. There's 24 uh, hours a day, daylight. I don't know. Do you, when you read, did, did you picture yourself in, in, uh, in I, know, I know, Vasa Luda. I don't want to, you know, I know it's earthly life is good life. I know. <laughs> I know that the Andre and, and Tatiana were separated for five days. And they, they uh, six days, right? No, five, five days, okay. Uh, it feels like, like forever, right? Like ages, yeah. But it's nothing. I mean, <laughs> okay, okay. Andre is, is saying the right words, yeah, exactly. He doesn't believe it, but. So basically what I'm trying to say, let's run after God. Let's make him the center of our talks, of our interest, of, of anything. And, and we, we all, I mean, there is no super robots. I mean, everybody is calling Denise uh, by, uh, be, by, be a robot now. Or, or somebody else can be be a robot. No, there is no such a thing as be a robot or by a robot. Everybody is going through the fight. Everybody. If you, if you were so spiritual, if you were so high, you know, in the spirit, and you felt the Holy Spirit so strongly yesterday, it doesn't mean that it's always going to stay the same. Tomorrow, you have to go down, like, like Moses went down from the mountains, and you see every, I mean, your mood is changing, because your, your eyes see something that you don't like to see. And, and you know, the old processes start start you know, rolling inside of you like, like, oh, it's again, it's again. And same, same was uh, uh, the, uh, uh, like Ilya, that Ilya, Ilya, Elijah, Elijah was in the same situation. He killed like 850 50 prophets. And he was like, whoo, it's going to, I mean, I am strongest man in the world. You know, I can, I can set, uh, set the fire, kill Thousands of people, no problem. But tomorrow he is, he is suffering. He is, he is crying. He is, he is lonely. And there, there is no such a, such a thing as, as a, a bio-robots. We all, we'll, we all have to fight, right? We all have to fight. Fight for, uh, with, with ourselves, first of all. And the biggest mission trip is to be where God uh, w- wants you to be. Amen.
that's the biggest mission trip. More than that, I, I was going to tell you, not everybody has to go to, to mission trip. Not everybody. The mission trip is, is follow God, follow His footsteps. When you pray in the morning, when you cry out, when you need His answer, and when you get the answer, and, and, and you're just following the answer. That's, that's, uh, that's your mission trip for today. And if the answer is go to Iraq and be part of uh, the home group and die, be beheaded, that's good. Nothing wrong with that, right? Perfect well. Oh, Sophia, don't cry, please. <laughs> okay. So we, uh, Ilya, are you going to sit there? No? No, no, no. Yeah, 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 don't worry. I'm not going to bite you. Uh, okay, we would like to share some uh, some testimonies, maybe a couple of minutes. Every 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 everyone who went to mission trip, because uh, uh, we want to share it, because we are part of you. You are part of us, and maybe uh, next time is going to be different group with the different people, and we're all united. We we I know like Ma- Marina is looking at me as like. Oh, I missed my husband so much, but uh, but she uh, she was the, the the part of a mission trip, because uh, uh, when uh, when Ramilka Ramilka called her and and she comfort, comforted him, he he was like he was like a, a, to, a totally renewed, uh, 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 you know, the creature of uh, of uh, uh, creature, right? Yeah, creature. Like uh, recharged, and he was like, "Whoa, yes, I'm gonna go and preach today." See, you are part, Maria, Marina. You were you were part part of a, of a, a mission trip, right? So, uh, who wants to be first? Tarasha. I'll be the first one. Um. I know for me, every mission trip is different just because you don't know what to expect. And I think that's the best way to go into mission trip. And I think over and over, God would just, or every day you wake up, everywhere you go, every time you pray for someone, you just understand that God is in control and there's nothing that you can do. Um, No ability that you have can change that person. No ability that you might be able to do and it's you know your gift um you 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 cannot change the person and understanding that it's the holy spirit and god that can change the person for me this trip was um i one highlight was when we i'll just share a highlight and then i'll um one highlight was when we went with youth to a park and we had a little conversation slash slash discussion about just youth standards, morals, purity, and just being able to share what God has done in our lives. Um, 
with Andre and I, and I know Ksusha and Yoma shared about marriage and purity and dating and things like that, and just seeing how their view is just culture-based, um, the way the world sees it, and just being able to bring that to, bring that to them, it, it was awesome, and just seeing questions and kind of excitement and like, wow, this happened to you on their faces and knowing that when they go home, when they hear it again over and over, they'll start asking God, like, what is this? What happened? Why did they go through this? I want that too. Just, you know, questions that God will place in their hearts. Um, And for me, this trip was, uh, let's open to Acts 20, 24. Acts twenty twenty four. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying the good news of God's grace. To us, I know many of us, we felt like there's nothing that we could offer to people every time we pray. There are moments where you start praying in your own words and you just, you can't. And you understand that it's, it's, it's not up to you, and, and you understand that if you're driven by God, by the Holy Spirit, that's the way. And over and over, like I said before, just understanding God, that God is in control and that he, he brought us there to that little town, little city, Navajo. And if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be there. And even if there were trials that we went through and God changed us when we were there as a team, as individuals, um, just understanding that we have nothing to offer and only God can do through us and work through us. Amen. All right. Hola, amigos. That means, uh, hi, friends, if you guys don't know Spanish. Just just checking. Uh, This was actually my, my first time in Mexico. And, uh, you know, I was never at, like, a, a resort or, like, a, a Cancun or, like, one of those, like, hotel places. And I, my first time in Mexico, so I didn't really know what to expect, but I had kind of some, kind of some things that I was like, okay, this is probably going to happen. And, you know, um, you know, one of the things that, that, that I saw there, you know, I expected Mexico to be, like, a poor, a poor, like, city, you know, with, like, a lot of poverty. And then we, we saw that. We saw a lot of that. We saw a lot of... Uh, like poor villages, but at the same time we saw like car dealerships and and like nice like in the village we saw two girls with uh, with uh, tablets and we're like wow this you never expect to see that and you know like it was you know I expected it to be hot but at the same time I didn't expect it to be that cold that that, that it got to and uh, just it, it was it was a lot f- full of surprises and and just full of things that we didn't really expect and but it w- it was it was great I mean honestly that you we really saw the kingdom of God advanced in, in Mexico, and really we saw things happen. And one of the things that really stood out to me, I'm just going to share it really quick, um, was uh, just seeing the church and uh, seeing the, the youth. Uh, and and, and like, like Dima was saying, with that they had thirst for God. And, and I shared this Monday, but one of the things that stood out to me was their hunger for the word of God and their, their hunger to hear something from God. It was it was something that it was like they they desperately needed to hear something from God. It was it wasn't just they didn't really care who was saying it. They didn't care how it was said, if there was a lot of people there or not. But they just wanted to hear something from God. And for me, that was one of the things that just stood out to me. That and 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 you know, I just 
There's a uh, scripture. I wanted to read it really quick. It's in uh, Revelation. It's uh, Revelation 3. And uh, this is one of those famous verses that everybody reads. But I want to focus on the next verse. It says uh, in in Revelation 3.15, it says, I know your works, that you are neither cold nor hot. I could wish you were cold or hot. So then, because you are lukewarm and neither cold nor hot, I will vomit you out of my mouth. In verse 17, it says, Because you say, I am rich, I have become wealthy, I have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. And you know, one of the things, one of the different things uh, between America, you know, here we, we, I feel like we take a lot of things for granted. And we have a great church. We have an amazing pastor, amazing youth. And we take a lot of things for granted. We have, we have the word. We have a lot of the truth. We hear it over and over and over again. We're just saturated, you know, with the gospel. We're saturated. It's on TV. It's on the radio. It's on, it's on billboards. It's everywhere, you know. There's so much Christianity. But a lot of times, you know, we think, yeah, we got everything that we need. We think we got, you know, we have, you know, there's, there's this rat race, you know, people trying to, to get ahead and trying to get more money and trying to, and, and you know, they type Christianity within. We, it's, like, it's like we feel like we got everything that we need. We, we don't need a thing. We're good, and, and we arrived, you know, where, where we need to be. And, but, but when we go there, you know, you see that there's, there's so much more hunger for God. There's so much more uh, desire for his word. And for me, that was something that, that just stood out for me. And, and, and after seeing that, I said, you know what, I want, I want that in my life too. I, I, want, I don't want to feel like, like I arrived at, at a place like, like, oh, I don't need to try anymore. I, I, don't need to, I don't need to seek God anymore. I'm good. No. And, you know, that's what Jesus, Jesus said, you know, because, because you say I'm rich, I have everything I need. And he said, because of that, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. I'm going to vomit you out of my mouth. And for me, it's, it's that I, I saw that, that desire for God. And, you know, I hope that we never lose that. Uh, in, in America, we have everything. It's like you, sometimes we say we got everything that we need. But at the same time, we have nothing. If we don't have, his, if we don't have God, if we don't value, I, I saw how they valued the word of God. Just quick, quick story, just this guy. Uh, you know, he got a new Bible, and, and he valued it, he, and he, I mean, he, he came up to me, and we prayed together because he got this new Bible, and, and it's like for, the, for, you know, we got Bibles everywhere. Everybody's got like three Bibles somewhere in their house, but he, he for him, it was something so valuable, and he, and he just, he, he, he loved it, and, and he's like, the, you know, he's like, I want, I, want, I want to pray together and praise God for, for what he gave me, and it's like, wow, we, you never hear that happening here. But, but I, I just want to encourage us to never feel like we came to that place of, like, I'm good. I don't need a thing. No, we need, we need more. We need, to, we need to be hungry like that. Amen? Um, so, yeah, next person. Anybody? No? Oh, I, I learned another. Uh, um, how is it? Dios te bendiga. That means God bless you. Dios te bendiga. Uh. Денис готовит себя к следующей поездке. Амен. Аллилуйя. А, Алиночка, давай ты. Тебе поддерживать? Поддерживать? Hi. Katie sitting there's like, Alina, just go. Alina, go. Get it over. Get it over. Like, okay. Um, this was my first trip. The people in Mexico there called me the baby. And like, I was, <laughs> I guess, the baby of the group. And, um, I don't know. I loved it. Like, I, want, I didn't want to come back, and uh, I want to go back, and I know I will. And uh, on the way 
back here when we started driving back from Mexico, Dima started talking. He's like, okay, now we're all going to share, like, what we felt, what, what we thought about this trip. And first he started talking. He's like, so, you know, we come out to pray for people. Or, like, we call people out to prayer. And then you turn around, and there's nobody sitting in the seats behind you. And everybody's out front. And they all want something. And they're all hungry. And you're sitting there, and you know that you have absolutely nothing to give these people. You have nothing, like nothing and you're sitting there and you're like shaking and you're terrified and you're like god i can't do this but then you know that this is the reason that god called you to come to this place he called you to come and serve these people and so you come out there and you're like okay i'm gonna pray for this person and you're sitting there like god i don't know what to say please just pray through me and you start you know praying in tongues and you start remembering words uh from the sermon and i'm sitting there like dima this is exactly what i was feeling i thought i was alone but i guess it was all of us <laughs> and um you know, sometimes you receive that word from God and you speak to these people. And then, you know, we only had like four or five translators in that place. And sometimes you receive a word, but you don't have somebody to translate it. And you're like, God, please just help these people receive this word. Let them hear it. Let them feel it through their spirits. And I know a little bit of Spanish. <laughs> so afterwards, um, there was this lady that came up to me after somebody else prayed for her. And she was saying, you know, I didn't understand what she was saying to me because I don't understand English. And she doesn't understand what I tell her in Spanish. But in my spirit, I understood what God wanted to tell me. And just hearing that from her, like, it made me realize how much more of an impact the things that we did and said, they really had because of the power of God. Like, you know, we don't have that power maybe through language to speak through them. But God was really moving. And just knowing that, that there was so much more fruit than we could possibly know, it was very, like, encouraging and satisfying. <laughs> it's 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 a laterly uh, uh, rain started. Потом ты передашь кому-нибудь, okay? Como estás? Hello. Uh, it was a really good trip. Um, the weather is much better over there. It's cold here. <laughs> um, so I'm just going to quickly share two highlights and then something that I really received after the trip. One highlight was, um, um, so it's the end of one of the services. Tanya, was it Sunday? About the lady, the lady. Was it Sunday? Quite Thursday night. Tuesday night, Monday. <laughs> when we were there, like Sunday, Sunday felt like two days. Okay, this is Monday. And it's like the end of the service, and everybody's done. And then we're just kind of hanging out. We're trying to find people we can kind of talk to or like try to talk to because it's hard because my Spanish is like, like bad <laughs> so anyway so then uh, this person comes up to us and she's telling Yulia and me she'll go pray for these people that came from this village and they want you to pray for them and we're like can you ask someone else <laughs> like, and they're like no 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 go pray for them and I'm like okay so I mean, and Yulia's like you should go I'm like oh, what so then me and Yulia go and, I'm, and Alina's just standing there I'm like Alina let's go let's go pray for these people alright so there's this bunch of um, I mean, it's a big group of, like, old 
older ladies and gentlemen that are all bundled up in like boots and have scarves around their heads because it's like 50 something degrees. And, uh, <laughs> and, and they're like, go pray for them. And we're like, okay. And so you get, she speaks Spanish. She goes, is there something you guys need for us to pray for? And, um, they're like silent. <laughs> they're just standing there. And eventually one lady's like, oh, you know, I've been feeling sick. You know, I'm, I'm getting better, but I'm still sick. Please pray for us. So we're like, okay. So we, we come up and we just kind of, you know, we don't know what to expect. We just lay our hands on her and start praying for her. And as soon as we start praying for her, she like starts falling. <laughs> we're like, something is going on. So long story short, um, she was, okay, so she was, she had a, like a, how do I say it? She was, there was, okay, she was like possessed pretty much. That's what it was. She was cursed. And um, so we're praying for this lady, realizing that this something, something's going on. And <laughs> I mean, I don't know about you. I've never prayed for somebody like that before. It was first. And um, in the moment where you're praying, it's like, it doesn't matter what language you say, blood of Jesus, like she reacts, like it does not matter. It's like, blood of Jesus, and she's like, you know. And, <laughs> but that's not the important part. The important part is, like, in the moment we're, we're praying for her, and you realize that, I mean, she's telling us things like there's a witch living in her village that cursed her, and whenever she closed her eyes, she's seeing the witch and cursing her. Like, this is, like, real stuff. And, I mean, we're praying for her. Me and, and, and Alina and Tanya came and um, Yulia, and you just realize in that moment, that if you're not holy, there's absolutely nothing. Like, you should not even be praying for, like, because it's dangerous. It's like the place in the Bible where, like, these people were, were, like, trying to cast out this demon. He was like, who are you? I don't know you. You know? No, it's, like, it's intense. So be holy. And, um, <laughs> in the, in the end, like, after a while, she was free, and she was she wasn't able to stand up. She wasn't able to raise her hands. But in the very end, she was like raising her hands. And so praise God. Like, honestly, like glory to God. We did not know what was going on. And um, I'm not going to say the other thing I was going to say because Tanya said it. So just remember what Tanya said. That's what I want to say. But another thing that I wanted to say after the trip is that I had this really strange feeling when we were back. Like it was Sunday night and I just had this weird I don't even know how to explain it. And then um, on Monday, I was, I work as a substitute, so I was subbing at high school. It was horrible. People, I'm sorry if you go to high school, like it sucks. <laughs> but um, I was reading during my break, I read this book by David Platt, and it's a, something about a call to die or something like that. And um, in the very first chapter, he totally described to me why I was feeling what I was feeling. And he was said, have you ever been on a short mission trip? <laughs> I was like, wait, okay. <laughs> and he's like, you wept as you witnessed extreme poverty. I'm like, okay, this is, this is me, all right. <laughs> and it was very nice to return to the comforts of home. Like, okay, <laughs> you were back in the real world. And it says, you return to a routine in which you felt like much of what you do has no eternal value. But what if it was possible to prolong this excitement and peace? What if life could be one continuous mission trip? And he talks about the verse in the Bible that says this, um, 
No soldier gets entangled in civilian pursuits since his aim is to please the one who enlisted him. So when I realized, I'm like, man, is my life all just about civilian pursuits? Or am I actually, like, living that life of a battle that we're supposed to live? Because, like, every day is supposed to be a mission trip, not just one quick short. The fact that we went to Mexico doesn't mean it was, like... There shouldn't be a difference between a mission trip, some like outside the country, and your daily life. Like your daily life should be a mission trip. And I realized in me, like this was missing, and that's why I had this strange feeling coming back home. And I realized that if my daily life is not a mission trip, then I'm not in God's perfect will. And then, and and I, I had this fear come upon me, like if I come before like the holy, awesome God, like right now in this moment. Like, I'm going to be afraid because I, do, I feel like I didn't do enough. So I, in this, like, when I, Dimas texted us, we're going to share. I realized I have to share this because I feel like it's urgent. It's urgent for us to, to, to live in this mission. Like, right now, today, in your schools, can people go to schools? I am in schools every single day, but from kind of like an outside perspective. And... It is foolishness. That is what's going on in, in the lives of these kids. It's absolute foolishness. They're lied to every single day by their parents, their teachers, everything around them, the culture, and they just soak it in. And then, you know, it's like the product of that is that society is like becoming corrupt. So in your school, you have so much responsibility. Like feel that weight on your shoulders as you sit next to your friends, like, during lunch or during class. They are dying. And in, the, in the, I believe Ezekiel, it says that if you don't say, like, it's the, their blood is on you. So I was in this, on Monday, I was in this school teaching a weird art class where the kids are really strange, realizing that I don't even have, like, the guts to say something to these kids because pretty much if I say something to them, like, I might lose my job. Like, I'm... I'm saying this to you because it's real. Like, a lot of times we lose the battle, like, every single day. We don't have enough uh, courage to speak to people. But do we, is it because we don't love them and don't care about the fact that they're going to hell? So I wanted to encourage you guys to remember that we went to Mexico, and so what? This is our battlefield. Like, God, Jesus said, start in Jerusalem, start in Jerusalem, and then spread out so start in your homes if you if you have family that's not christian praise god you are a missionary they need to become christian because they're going to hell same thing in your classrooms and anywhere you go in your jobs and wherever you go sorry it probably took a little longer but just follow my heart to share I, uh, I want to share a, a chant that we learned in uh, in Mexico. The pastor always liked doing this. He'd always go, he'd always go, uno, dos, tres, woo! Okay, let's try it all together. Uno, dos, tres, woo! It was, it's really cool when you see a bunch of grown-ups doing that. <laughs> it's like with teenagers it's like okay we're crazy but when like these old grandmas in, they're like Woo! 
<laughs> You're like, yeah, Grandma, go. Uh, <laughs> uh, this trip uh, was really, I'll say, different, different than uh, all the other trips, the the other two trips to Mexico, and just all the other trips in general. I think because uh, I don't know. I feel like this is the first trip where we really actually got to really see God do something through us. It's like uh, there was uh, that woman uh, Xusha was talking about that was freed. Uh, then there was a woman that <laughs> Dima like started praying for, and then we also started praying for, and she had uh, something with her hands, I don't know. But it's like she was healed right there on the spot, and we're like, what is happening right now? How is this even possible? Uh, it's just, I don't know, it's just, it's amazing when you just, See God move, I guess, because you—it's like you, you know yourself. You know that you're not capable of anything, and yet God's still somehow managing to use you uh, to reach out to these people. It was uh, really weird praying for people who are twice, maybe even three times older than you. It was weird when I was standing, even I was there preaching. And I look in the back and the pastor's like writing stuff in his notebook. I'm like, don't write stuff that I'm saying. You're smarter than me. You're wiser. Don't do that. It was just, it's just like Dennis was saying. They're just so hungry. And it's not, it's not even as much as they're hungry to hear from us as they're hungry to hear from God. And, uh, you know, talking uh, uh, with, the, with the youth, like especially even the youth leaders, uh, they were here for our youth camp, like those, those three, uh, Kenny, Andres, and uh, Lilian. It's like talking to them, you just, uh, you see that they they don't want to just be in religion. They don't want to just be Christians because that's what their parents taught them. They don't want to just be Christians because that's what they're used to and that's what they want to do. It's like they want more. They They... It's like they even look at us and they see, they're like, well, you guys have like some fire in you. They, they're like, how do I get that? What do I have to do? What do you guys do? What do you, like, read the Bible and pray. Read the Bible and pray. No, but what do you guys do? We read the Bible and we pray. No, no, no. Okay, but what do you guys, we read the Bible and we pray. It's like if you start doing that every day, you'll notice changes in your lives. And it's, I don't know, we really didn't come there with any complicated messages. That's pretty much what we preached about. Preached about reading the Bible and praying. And, uh, no, it's just, it's exciting. It's exciting when you start thinking about uh, what God's going to do there, what God's going to do in their lives. It's it's exciting to even see that how much they've changed since the first time when me and Ramil were there in, in their church. And then even last time we were there and then this time, it's amazing to see how much they've changed already and how, how the way they think is already is already different than it was before. And uh, yeah, it was amazing. Just praise God for everything that he did. Thank you guys for your prayers. That you could, I don't know, we could feel it. I don't know how to explain it to you guys, but it's like, we could feel it. We could feel it when you get text messages like, we're praying for you, we're fasting for you, we're praying, we prayed at uh, prayer, we prayed here. We, it's like, you feel like you have a huge army behind you, and you're like, oh, what's up? Come, don't mess with me. Amen. I'm going to try to do the same thing that uh, Dima does, uh, speaking English. It's a lot easier for me to speak in Russian, but please bear with me. Okay, don't, don't judge too hard, okay? <laughs> Anyways, it, it was an amazing trip. 
uh, it was my first mission trip ever. And uh, uh, it was, <laughs> thank you. It was, uh, it was quite, uh, quite amazing uh, to see. Wow, your perspective changes just like that. When you, um, when you, uh, uh, when you see all that, you know, uh, I thought that back in Ukraine, uh, I grew up in Ukraine uh, for 17 years, 16, yeah, 17, 17 and a half years. And I thought that uh, outhouse, you know, and no shower in the house and the farmlands and that kind of stuff, uh, well, that was kind of bad, you know, but no, it doesn't come close what what's going on over there. Uh, you see relatively uh, nice house, and then uh, around it, it's like a World War III just went by or something, you know. <laughs> Literally, I mean, unbelievable. And then uh, uh, there's a dealership, like Dennis was saying, with the nice, beautiful cars around uh, in, in that. And then uh, right next to it, there's like, I mean, literally, everything is just torn apart. Like some crazy people came in and just took everything apart. So uh, it's they, that uh, that significant difference between those two things uh, shows that there's definitely something wrong. There's no harmony. There is uh, spiritual warfare or spiritual, um, um, I don't know if you want to call it depression or whatever. Um, but at the same time, at the same time, those people who are really hungry for God, they are uh, unstoppable. I mean, nothing stops them. In the pastor's house, I mean, they don't even have a regular toilet there. I mean, seriously. But men, I mean, the, the, the hearts that are open for us, the way they uh, received us, the way they accepted us, and, I mean, they just uh, poured their love over us. They fed us like crazy. I mean, wow. <laughs> Literally. Uh, and uh, um, the hospitality is just incredible. Um, um, it's like, I mean, it, you feel like you've known them for years and years. It's, it's like that. I mean, you walk in, you see that person first time in your entire life. And he hugs you. I mean, he hugs you with everything that inside him. You know, this pastor is just, he's such a humble man. He, uh, first night that we come in and he's, uh, he's just crying his eyes out. He's like, why us? There's so many popular and better churches around us. But why us? Why you guys came to us? And, and we're like, we don't know. God sent us, you know. <laughs> That's the only explanation, literally, because it's like, it's like, you know, it's just we're here, you know, and God's led us there. And uh, one of the highlights is um, I already shared a little bit um, during the Sunday service, but um, that hunger, like the pastor and uh, um, Dennis uh, was saying, and Noah mentioned that too, that. Um, that hunger and uh, uh, Dima was uh, continuously saying that we need to stay humble. There's nothing we can give them, and we need to stay humble. We need to stay humble because we might come out of the church. Some of us have experience of 20, 30, 40 years uh, in Christianity, and we can 
we can probably tell a lot of good stories, literally. We can probably uh, preach a lot of good sermons, and there's going to be nothing wrong with them. They're going to be word of God, and everything is going to be good. But if we're going to uh, uh, be uh, in the wrong spirit, without humbleness in our hearts, ain't, ain't, ain't going to work. Nothing is going to happen there. And so to have that to have that humbleness and their hunger, and it's like atomic bomb went out, literally. Uh, the presence of the Holy Spirit was there. I don't know, for me personally, uh, first service, and I'm like, wow. I started feeling the Holy Spirit so close. Um, they have very simple band, uh, literally, very simple band. Uh, one, uh, one solo guitar, no keyboards. Uh, drums that are uh, falling apart and uh, um, what else was that Acous- uh, there's acoustic drums and it kind of it kind of closer to my heart because I'm, I'm in it uh, and uh, I noticed right away but that worship uh, the girl who was singing uh, what's her name Yannette Yannette you could see that humbleness that she's just she's just before God, you know. She doesn't see nobody. It doesn't matter uh, that it's um, out in the open, uh, cars driving by, and some crazy people uh, uh, turning on their boomboxes, you know, and the little Mexican boombox going on like crazy, you know. Who cares? They're just worshiping God. Uh, there's dust in the air like crazy. It's out in the open, literally. I mean, you sit there and you smell dust. <laughs> you you inhale dust. You're like, yeah, come on, breathe. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah, you can feel that in there. I mean, literally, literally. <laughs> but uh, uh, but uh, because it's dry, there's so much dirt and all that. But the Holy Spirit, the presence of God uh, is there. It is so strong, and you don't care about any of that. You don't really care any about, about any of that. And um, uh, I don't know why, to be honest. Um, to, to all the way to the end of the trip, I was wondering why this passage uh, um, on the first service. Uh, I won't even in the Bible. I just feel like God called me to open the Bible right at that point in time, and. Uh, Luke 18, um, it says that Jesus told uh, his disciples a parable to show them that they uh, should always pray and not give up. Underline. It doesn't underline here, but I'm just saying underline. Uh, Pray and not give up. He said, in a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor uh, cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea, grant me justice against my adversary. And so on, you know the whole story. At the end, she was so persistent that at the end, that unjust, messed up judge, corrupted judge, who didn't care what people was thinking about, uh, about him or um, he didn't care what God thinks about him. He was just whatever. He protected her. He finally decided, you know what? I'm going to do this. 
that something good clicked in his heart. And he decided, you know what? I'm going to do this. And then in the end, verse 6, and the Lord said, listen to what unjust judge, judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? And it, it hit me right then and there. I'm like, wow, you know. It doesn't matter in what situation they are. It's a revelation for every single one of us in here. Yes, we have everything as far as material-wise, right? We live in an awesome country. But you could be in that situation where you have nothing in your spiritual life. You have nothing in your head. Uh, there's crazy stuff going on at work, at home, uh, whatever. You know, maybe you uh, um, become rebellious against your parents or whatnot. Listen, um, if unjudged, if if uh, unjust judge can protect, what can God do for you or for us? What can God do for those people in Mexico? He's hearing his word, uh, his uh, their cry out, and that's why uh, that humbleness uh, that Dima was talking about throughout the whole trip, that we need to stay humble, and that's why God uh, was able to use every single one of us, um, and it was powerful. There's so many stories I can probably take hours uh, to 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 share the testimonies and miracles of God and. It was amazing. Uh, Dima was preaching in the first sermon, and, I was, and, and then as soon as he was done, uh, he's like, he was sweating, and he's like, uh, I made so much mistakes, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> it was amazing. The presence of God was so strong. It was unbelievable. Every single person who was preaching, God used us um, like crazy, and so uh, glory be to God. Uh, it was an amazing trip. Um, I loved it. Um, I love those people. It felt like uh, like like I known them for forever, um, like I came home, you know, and it's just amazing. Um, um, like Dima said, maybe not everyone uh, is is gonna go, but if you if you felt even a little, even the smallest click in your heart that that you might want to try it out, it's um, it's life changing experience. Literally, it's life-changing experience. If you go, if you serve people, if you, uh, um, we have so much. We have so much potential to give people, to, to bless them, to bring love to them, to serve them, to see all those kids. I mean, there was hundreds of kids. They play in the dust. I mean, literally, they play in the dirt. But, I mean, your heart is just, like, breaking for them, and you love them, and you pray over them, and you th- you. Uh, you dream for them, for for their future. You know that if they're gonna find God, if they're gonna touch God one time, one day, it's gonna be a, a life-changing experience for them. And that's how I felt. So it was amazing. Uh, I'm glad to be home. I uh, definitely thank you guys for for your prayers because without you, without your support, without that uh, backup uh, that we had here, uh, there's nothing we could do. And uh, so it was amazing. Thank you. Кто еще не говорил? Рамилюшка!
Jeremiah happy. I'm happy that you have submitted under God's mighty hand. Speak in English. Well, there's a lot of stuff to say, but um, I definitely learned that God can lead whatever He wants, and He can do whatever He wants to do, and I, I felt like, kind of like Andre and I, we just started started the trip with, you know, like, who will get the more unexpected stuff, right, and He ended up beating me. <laughs> like, we were going to the first church, and they are saying, yeah, we need a Bible lesson, and and, uh, you know, who's going to preach? And, like, Dima is like, Andre, can you do it? And Andre's like, oh, yeah, okay. It's like, you know, 10 minutes before he needs to do it. And we're going there, and I'm like, it's oh, so awesome it's not me. It's so awesome it's not me. And, and, then, and then we get there, and it's like we're on the stage pretty much. And, and the pastor of the church goes, yeah, okay, Andres and, and Andre, you, you go do the youth lesson, and, uh, and Ramil will stay and, you know, teach a Bible lesson here. And it's like, and I, I just like, well, first of all, I never taught a Bible lesson ever, and never done it in Mexico, and never done it, done it like on a 30-second notice either. So it was, I was like, I was like, Andre, you got the easy one. <laughs> you had like, you had like 20 minutes to prepare, and then, uh, and then, you know, it's like, he still beat me. He's, you know, got stuck in uh, Los Banos, where there is no Banos. <laughs> anyway, I'm pretty sure there's a lot to hear from you. But, you know, I, I heard, I saw that you guys, like half of you are sick. And I want to tell you, I'm so happy that I'm not sick. Because <laughs> every single time, I'm telling you, every single time I'm come, coming back from a mission trip, I get horribly sick, and this time I was like, you know, three times in a row, like, we were sitting in cold weather so bad that I really, like, felt like my, my lungs are chilly, you know, they're, they're, like, cold within me. I could, yeah, rarely you can feel a, an organ inside of you separately, but that's when I was, I could, I was able to feel, like, my lungs are freezing up, and I was like, like and then we'll go back, and, and I was like, I don't want to get sick, and he's like, "You won't get sick." Like, okay, and it's like, I was like, like I, I can't, I like just can't. I was like, I really didn't want to get sick. It's like, in the last, the, the last day, last evening, we we're sitting and talking with somebody, and and it's like midnight, and I feel like, okay, this is, you know, there's pretty much nothing left for me tomorrow, so, you know, I don't need to be doing anything. So I'm definitely probably going to get sick today, right? And I still didn't get sick. So, you know, it's amazing. God is a God of miracles, and it's awesome. But so about about the trip, I want to say that, you know, um, it was amazing to see certain people go go crazy for God and, and give up give up um, things. You know, they certain things happen, like, you know, there was like earthquakes in their lives, there was something shaken in their lives, but but the fact that they didn't get bitter, they actually woke up and they said, 
you know, I really want, I don't want to, I don't want anything if it's not with God. It's, I don't want anything if it's not, if it's not pleasing God. I don't want anything by myself. I don't, I just don't want it. You know, if it's, if it's giving up things, then it's giving up things. If it's giving up, if it's not getting married, if, if, unless it's God, then it's not getting married, married unless it's God. And, and people were like talking about giving up amazing jobs. Like this one guy, he has you know, nine bucks an hour, right? And, and, and it's like, it's amazing in Mexico. It's like, what, probably making like 90 bucks here or so. It, it's just great. And, and he's talking about, you know, like he, I think he already, right, went on like six months off. And, and then he's like, I, maybe I need to give it up. And I was just like, I was like, here in, in America, you know, it's, it, we're having a struggle giving something up. And I'm like, there you just got it. You finally made it. You're just making big bucks and, and you're living good. Why would you want to give it up? But it's people that realize that they're, they're, they have crossed the point of no return. And, and, you know, it's either they really have to um, consciously betray God and say, I don't want this. Um, you know, take it back. I'm going to go live my own life. Or they're realizing okay, maybe it will hurt, maybe I'll lose, and maybe I'll be the outcast of, you know, in this society, but I want to go on. And, and it's just crazy to see that. And, you know, this one, there's one, this one story where, like, with, with one guy sitting, eating tacos, and, you know, it's like freezing up, and you know, he's not eating any tacos because it's like D by 9, this guy, and we're, you know, he's not eating anything because he's sitting down like listening and it's like like what are we telling you but he's like not eating not drinking nothing like not breathing it felt to me like and and then um it's a funny story but it's still a cool story and then like we go into the car and we start praying for him it's midnight i think it was past 12 and uh, you know a police car stops by and it's like Dima's praying, he's sitting next to him, he's praying over him, and I'm in the back, like, you know, hands on his shoulder, and he's down like this, and praying, you know, and crying, and, and the and police car stops, and he goes, like, wait, wait, wait one second, and they, he rolls down the window, and they are like, you know, like, que pasa, you know, <laughs> and it's like, you know, and, and he, he goes, oh, don't worry, this is my Russian friends, they came to pray for me, you know, <laughs> and you can just see those, those, those 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 guys are just like what? <laughs> like midnight? They have their your you know their hands on you. It's like and you're crying and it's like they're praying for. It. It's like and this one guy that was sitting in the back of the car, you know, they're rolling out or rolling away, and the guy is just like you know he you can see he's confused. You know, it's like if you could, there's one face expression to describe is describe confusion. That was his. You know, it's like, he's confused, and he's like, well, what do you mean Russians? What do you mean praying for you? It's like, I mean, like, you're, what do you mean friends? And it's like, and he's rolling away. He's rolling away, and he's like, you know, like, I should be, like, you know, searching your car, guys. Like, why, why am I going away? That's, you know, you can read his thoughts. And it's like, it was just, it was just, like, nuts, just crazy. But anyway, it's. You know, and you're like, that type of stuff can only happen with God. It's just like, and then, you know, they left and we're like, okay, let's continue praying. And, but anyway, so one, one amazing thing that, that I, I've seen 
like just like everybody else said, we went there. There was really nothing to give. I, I'm honest with you. I there was no great prayers to pray, no great sermons to preach. It's like sometimes in the last few months, I come to this feeling where I'm like, God, what is what is the continuation of this whole thing? It's like if 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 there is no you, I don't have, I don't have a con, you know, I don't have you know part two. I don't have part three. I don't I don't have that anymore. I. I really don't know what's next if it's not from you. And we came there, and it was amazing to see people have changed. There was more people added, and and, and there was like, and there were the people that we saw there the first, you know, the second time, they went much deeper, and and uh, you know, even the pastor that we were, you know, the main church is like, you know, I'll be honest with you, there was a couple nights I was going to bed and. It's like he always, when he says something, it feels like, you know, somebody punched him in the gut and, you know, he goes like this, you know, and, and, he, and every time, you know, he would meet us, he goes like, uh, fuego, fuego, and the spirit is santo, you know, and it's like, all I could like, make out of that is like, you know, like he was trying to tell us that you're, guy, you're, you're uh, you know, like men of the Holy Spirit or, you know, men on fire, you know, and it's like, he was like, fuego, fuego, and like, I go to bed and I see him saying fuego, you know, because he was like so, so serious about it. But it's, you know, you, we could, you could see that there is a relationship established. Like you could see Dima and him communicating and, and just, you know, how they would greet each other. You could see that there is some friendship established, and, and, and that was great. And, but, you know, there was a lot of change from when we left uh, last time in January and now. And, and I was thinking, you know, it's like we think that we do great stuff and, and you know, what, you know, we sacrificed and we went and we did something. But, you know, then I remembered of this verse in 1 Corinthians 3, verse 5, and through verse 8, it says, Who then is Paul, who is Apollos, but ministers through whom you believed, as the Lord gave to each one? I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then... Neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants and he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. And I was just thinking, you know, we're like, there's really nobody is anything. It's like not, like not the people that went, not the people that prayed. Not, I mean, it's like we're servants worth of nothing. You know, it's just like God who, who gave the increase. And that's it, because... You know, we went there, we did everything we could, everything we could, but like while we were out for 10 months, how did it grow? I mean, how did it grow? Who did it? And, and God has done it, and it's just clear. And you can see there are certain things, you know, like when we were going there, I was saying that it's like that man from Macedonia, right? He, he appeared to Paul and said, come help us. And I definitely still believe that that's, you know that's those are those those men that they are calling out, especially the pastor. When one during one of the conversations, he said, "The fact that you came here tells me, you know, it's like a proof that God knows of our church, that He knows us, that He knows we're here." And I was like, "That's just crazy, you know." And and then you, then you think about it, really, two thousand miles. I'm just going back to how this whole thing started, right? It's like two thousand miles away. We were, you know, Slavic, right, from Vancouver's church. He goes, yeah, there's this guy, Bob Scott, and, uh, and Dima goes, oh, you know, I'm going to go. And then Andre is like, oh, okay, I'm going to go too. 
you know, and Noah went, and then I was like, why am I not going, you know, it's like, why are you not inviting me, you have another seat, and so I decided to go, and we're going, and like, driving down to Mexico, in, in Andres Jera, you know, it's, it's small, you know, when you're not sleeping, like, it's, it's pretty tiny, you know, when you want more space, you want to stand up and stretch, but whatever, we're going there, and we're like, okay, before we need to cro- cross the border, we need to call Bob so we know where we're going, so we cross the border, don't realize when we crossed it, and then we look, oh, no service, oh, that's awesome, so we're in Mexico, and we're heading down to this city, Magdalena, Magdalena, whatever, and we're thinking, okay, that looks like that's on the way there, you know, from all the maps that we could see when we were in the U.S. and had reception. So we're just going there and, you know, get and buy a map, like, four times overpriced and doesn't show us anything anyway. And we're going, and it's just like we come, and then we meet this guy, Bob Scott. You know, he's, like, in, like, scuba diving gear, I think. <laughs> it's like, it's like <laughs> this is so weird, just so weird. And then we go there, and, and then, you know, and then uh, we go to his house, and then, and then we talk, and it's like, and then out of, out of this whole thing, it's like 125 degrees, and, you know, like, I was thinking Dima or Andre will pass out, you know, but all of this, just, just, it's a blur. I mean, right now, you think about it, it's just crazy. You realize that this could be done only if God is leading, and it, 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 it has to be crazy. And when we you know, say crazy for Jesus, that's really what it means. And I, it is, right? You, you drive to a place where you have no cell phone reception. Like, we don't know the address of the thing. You know, we're just going, you know, just, just going because, you know, we already went like 1,500 miles. So let's just go another 300 or 400, you know, let's just go that way. And, and I was like, literally, we got, and we don't know if there's Wi-Fi to call him somehow. Like, we don't know. We're just, just going. And there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of smaller stories about how we're trying to find this place in the city. And it's just, anyway. So, all I want to say is that, you know, it, it's like, it's crazy. It's crazy when you do something like this. But it's not because it was a mission trip, not because it was Mexico, not because it was, you know, something cool. I think it was crazy because God has done it. And, and, you know, what's for us, what's hard for us, what's impossible for us is definitely possible with God. All we need is that it's his will. All we need is to obey. All we need is to just give up with what we feel. And, you know, I'm saying this, but I'm the first one. I'm, you know, preaching to myself. You know, it's like I'm the first one who needs to give up. I'm the first one who needs to go and step out on the water and I'm the first one who needs to, to be walking and not doubting that God can do it. But I just want to encourage you. I know that if there is a lot of people here, like Andre was, we were talking on the phone yesterday from like exit 70 to exit 110. That's how we measured the time. But when he was driving back on that van and he's like, yeah, transmission is leaking and, you know, it still needs work and that stuff and this stuff. And just tell me all these crazy stories. And we're just sharing what we think God might be doing and, it's like, I mean, we are sitting here right now, and, and, and it's all, you know, it's like planned out and kind of routine. And, and, you know, we're saying, oh, every Friday we come, and we see the same people and that stuff. But and who knows what tomorrow will bring? Who knows what will happen tomorrow? Because God can do it. If we let him do what he wants to do, we might really be all in different countries in, in a year, in two years. We might all be in different cities. And it's, it's, it's not about that. It's just like, don't 
be afraid of letting God do something crazy. It will never, he will never fail you. He will never, he will never let you down. If you put your faith, your faith in him, if you put your trust in him, then he will never let you down. So that's what I want to say. So um, I'm really happy that I got to be a part of this trip. <clears throat> I feel like a lot of things I wanted to say, um, other people already shared, so I won't take too much time. Is everything okay? <laughs> Everyone's like looking somewhere. Hope nothing is falling on me. Um, <laughs> so... So um, one of the things that was um, just really a blessing for me to be able to go on this trip is, um, I don't know, not even like saying, oh, I was uh, got to be part of a missionary team or just, just to be able to separate like nine days a week to f- focus on God and be in something that God is doing. For me, it was such a blessing and um, like a, I've, fresh look at really what God wants to do in, in his kingdom. Like um, Emil was just saying, we get caught up in doing things a certain way and, and, you know, building our life a certain way. And when you can step out of that and you realize you are living as part of God's kingdom, this church, the church in Mexico, um, every ministry that we are a part of, it's not our ministry, hopefully. It's what God has um, put into his place for his kingdom. And for me, being a part of this trip was just like, I can spend all my days, you know, seeking God together with other people, reading the Bible, praying, and being a part of what God is doing. And one of the things that I want to take away as I came back, even though it's been so crazy busy since we're back in the season, but just want to keep that revelation that God is doing something in his kingdom. And we spend so much time seeking God and trying to ha- cultivate a fear of God going into this trip. It's like, why can't I do that here? Why, why can't more, why can't all we um, seek after God in, in the things that God has given us here? Like Dima began, um, share, began uh, before we shared our testimonies, he said, you can be on a mission trip. And many people said this, but I think it's a revelation that we need to receive. It's you know, you can hear it and you can just be words that you hear. But I, that's what I want in my life is just to have that revelation of seeing where I can really seek after God's will and, um, and see, and see his, his kingdom and be a part of that. And one of the things that was really precious for me in this trip is um, we just got to spend time praying together with that church and seeking God together. And, and really to see... Um, not just an event, but really to see people who are hungry for God. And, and like, we have that, having that one heart saying, you know what, we're not going to make a routine. We're just going to pray together. We're not going to um, follow a certain, you know, footprint or blueprint. We're going to see God together. And, and that was just such a blessing for me to have that time. Hi, hi, hi. 
we meet again. <laughs> I am uh, very happy. I, uh, I think God uh, blessed me the most out of everybody on this trip. Uh, he must, uh, I don't want to say I'm his favorite, but it feels like it. Um, he really, uh, he really did something in my heart and he really did something, uh, in my life. And, you know, uh, we all know what we need to do, but it's so hard to do it. And you pray that prayer, God, do something in my life so that I could actually do what I read and would actually do to, to those commitments I make when I'm in your presence. And, and, uh, and, and then you find yourself falling short. You find yourself not hitting the mark that, that you know God's calling you to. And, and you're like, God, do whatever you want in my life, but uh, help me fulfill your purpose, your will, and your call in my life. Because I don't want to be the guy knowing the truth. I don't want to be the, the person knowing and being filled and, and being saturated in the word like Dennis, Dennis was saying, but end up not actually following it. We read that in uh, Ezekiel today he he says the problem with the israelites that are still living in sin and 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 they're saying you know what moses was one man and god was with him and he could he could conquer the land we're so many and they're using the logic theology and and, and resources on their their, their their that that you know we're going to take this city we're going to fight for the city and and ezekiel's hitting them straight across the face saying you're all going to die you're all dead men because of this and this and this you're all dead. He was like just, you know, I could see they hated that Ezekiel, man. They, they, they hated him and, and all the other prophets, you know. You just, <laughs> how, did he, how did he get to that point? How did he get to that courage level? How, did he, how do you tell somebody straight up the, the convi- you know, their, their, their sin? If God's, you know, if you're a prophet and God's opening to you and you can see somebody clearly going through destruction and, how do you have that courage to speak like that, you know? And uh, But I, at the same time, I, I feel like God's wanting us to do that. God is calling us to that greater level. I, I really felt like what Ksusha said is like, man, <clears throat> why are we so afraid? Why are we so afraid to lose what we have? And uh, we read Revelations uh, uh, 19, verses five, uh, 4, 5, 6, and 7. And it's talking about the special call and the special uh, people that finished in the higher calling of victory who had their heads chopped off for preaching Jesus. That's what it said. And it says those people are going to rule for a thousand years. Those people are going to be rulers. And their, their, their names will not be able to be blotted out of the, uh, the, the God's, God's etern- book of life, eternity, right? And we read today in, in that if your name is in the book of life, you're, you're, you're set. You're good. That's all you got to make sure your name's in the book of life. That, that's pretty much it. But then it was, it was like God saying, hey, okay, <clears throat> business investment. If you invest five pennies today, you put five pennies into the, uh, the youth basket, guess what? God's going to give you five bucks tomorrow. I don't, I, this is like revelation, okay? Boom. Okay, I promise you, you put in five pennies, five bucks tomorrow. Who's going to put in five pennies? Perfect, cool. You guys are awesome. Now, but God's saying there's a higher calling. If you put in five nickels today, now, I know this is a bit, a bit up, you know, this whew, sacrifice, right? You put in five nickels, and tomorrow you're going to get 50 bucks, right? Who's going to do five nickels? Okay, perfect. All right, but there's more. Uh, you, Today is the lucky night, okay? 
Woohoo! Get your head chopped off for Jesus, and you have the grand prize of all. You'll never want, you'll never, you'll never seek, you'll never hunger, you'll never thirst, you'll never anything. You'll win the biggest jackpot you can imagine. You can't even imagine it. It doesn't make sense. When he describes it, it doesn't make sense. Are you going to go for that? That's, that's, what God, that's what God is like telling me in my heart. He's like, you know what? You're, you're afraid that I'm going to have you move to, to, to Africa. You're afraid that I'm going to have you uh, uh, give up and, and maybe go to Mexico. Or even like everybody's joking. Hey, maybe you want to live in Los Banos. <laughs> it's so funny. No, it's not funny. <laughs> but God is saying something more. God is saying that's not, that's not the ultimate goal. That's not the ultimate investment, Andre. There's more. There's more. And hearing, hearing Alexei preach on that uh, uh, in Saudi Arabia, there's uh, families getting their whole families being massacred, and they're dying together as one body, you know? Son and father and, and mom holding hands and saying, okay, and they're teaching their kids. Okay, you know what, son and daughter? You want the ultimate price? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, God's alive in your life. Yeah, he's alive. I'm reading my Bible. Cool. Well, tomorrow we're all going to die together. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, mom, that's so awesome. Okay, how do I do this? Okay, step one. Okay, what do you do? Just... Plug your ears. Okay. And just start praying in your tongues. Okay, cool. Step two. Close your eyes. Oh, these ones. Yeah, close your eyes. Step three. You're in heaven. That's it. That's it. All right, let's do it. Come on, let's go. And, and Alexei is preaching this message, and, and everybody's like, what? This guy's nuts. Like, what about, you know, making it big? What about doing college? What about my career? What about, what about this? What about my plans? What about my marriage? What about this? What about that? And... <laughs> I don't know what about that. I, I, that means that has, stuff has to be set aside. That stuff has to be positioned lower than, than what God's calling us in this book, what, what God's speaking to our hearts and what God's screaming to our lives. You know, it's hard, it's hard to convince somebody to leave earthly possessions. It's hard to convince yourself. It's hard to, to agree with that. But, but if you can just start making little steps in the right direction, you'll come to that conclusion. You will. Reading the Bible, you'll come to that conclusion. Praying to God, you'll come to that conclusion. That's where God's going to lead you. That's the ultimate goal. That's, honestly, that's, that's where we're headed. It's not just Africa. It's not just Mexico. It's not just to cover Russia once a week. It's not just to... to God, you know, I'm, I'm remembering Andy Frecka. I'm remembering so many other people that, you know, they, they wrote a book on how it was to adapt to the Russian culture. He left America to, to go live in, in Russia. And I was telling that to Ramil yesterday. This is crazy. Such a funny book because he just did stupid thing after stupid thing after. And it's just funny laughing because he doesn't know anything about Russians. But, and God called him to go to Russia, right? And his whole family's there. He has kids there. I mean, he, he lives there. Every year he has to come back to get visas because they, they won't even take him to Russia. But, but he won't give up. He, that's, he, he knows that's where he needs to be, you know? And then, uh, I don't know where I heard this story, but it was the last gladiator fight in the Colosseum. Do you guys hear, did, did, did somebody preach this in church here? Do you guys remember that story? Do, do you guys remember the last gladiator fight? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell it again. because So, there's a, a guy who, 
starts to, to read his word, starts to seek after God, God leads him to be isolated, or he actually isolates himself because he's so, he's so distraught living in, in Rome, living in the filth, living in the garbage. Rome is now Catholic. Rome is now, you know, pretending to be Christians, but they're not Christians. And, and all of a sudden, God says, go back into Rome, and I want you to preach. And he comes to Rome, and he starts preaching, and God says, I want you to preach in the Colosseum. And he goes into the Colosseum, and he sees the gladiator fights. And he's like, this is just so... God puts on his heart to go into the middle of the gladiator fight and preach. And, and, and he goes into the middle of the gladiator fight and he, he, he stretches his arms between the two gladiators that are about to fight. And he says, stop! This is not what God wants. Right? And, uh, and the gladiators look at each other and the whole crowd goes, what are you, nuts? We came here, we paid money, we want to see some blood, we want to see some actions. The game, let's move the game on. They all start, get him out of there, get him, get him off the court, get, get him off. You know, come on, let's do this, right? We've, we've done this our whole lives, this is what we do. And so they, they drug him aside and they say, dude, what is wrong with you, dude? You go out there again, we're going to put you in jail, blah, 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 blah. Five minutes later, he's back out there and he's saying, stop, right? And the gladiator is like, are you kidding me? This little tiny guy is like, lobs his head off. Right? Guy drops dead, bleeds to death. Everybody got to see the blood that they want to see. But something happens. A couple come out. And they fall on their knees. And the presence of God hits the Colosseum. And everybody starts coming flooding out of the altar calls into the, into the, 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 the ring. And that was the last fight ever fought in the Colosseum. That was it. The blood of martyrs is what, what, what causes revivals. It's precious. It's, it's victory. It's, it's the ultimate goal. You know what? Being in a, a position where everything you do is, uh, is stopped by God, it's like, God, what, what do you want? What do you want? Like, I can't, even, I can't even make a simple decision in my life anymore without you stopping me. What do you want? What do you want from me? That's my, my biggest question. Like, am I doing something wrong? Is there something in my life that's not aligned to your will? What do you want? And God's asking the same question to me. Andre, what do you want? Do you want to just keep playing games? Do you want to just pretend you're a Christian? Do you want to just keep going through the process because you're praying get me out of the process you're praying do whatever you want in my life to to break me free of the system of sin and the system that is going to destroy your life are you you're praying that you're actually praying that prayer and that's what i'm doing i'm I'm recalibrating your heading i'm recalibrating where you're going when you pray that prayer and uh um God gave me a joyous spirit and being alone for five days. It wasn't a planned event. I didn't spend hours and hours praying and, 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 and I wasn't fasting and I wasn't like, but every moment of, of my life I was questioning what's going on, what's going on, what's going on. God, what do you want? You know, I, I can tell you a funny story after funny story of what happened and, 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 and it's great, but, but I don't want, I don't want to. I want to tell you that in my heart, God is beginning a new process. And it's not, it's not involuntary, it's voluntary. There's a, there's a different level in Christianity. And, 
when we get there, there's going to be a different level in Christianity. And, and I hope you understand that moving from glory to glory to glory, I mean, that is the final level. Once you're dead, that's it. You're done. You've accomplished your, your, your task. you accomplished your goal. And I've already shared this. When I came back to Christ, when I, when I came back to, to God, my one goal was to go get away into, the, into somewhere where God wanted me, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, whatever, defuse a nuclear reactor and go to heaven with a smile on my face. That was it. That's all I wanted out of life. That, that's it. That's all I wanted. And, and God has given me so much more. He's, he's given me a business. He's given me a wife. He's given me a joy to, to work in his kingdom. He's given me opportunity to travel the world, to, to preach the gospel to so many brothers and sisters. He's given me opportunity to, to mentor people. He's given me opportunity to go into the school system. He's given me opportunity to do everything that I thought was unimaginable in my life. He's given it to me. And it's like, man, the more I don't want anything, the more God will pour it into your life. But the more you hold on to something, the more dead you are inside. The more you're losing in life. And I said, you know what? <laughs> uh, I remember praying the prayer. I remember pastor preaching on the cross. He was saying, if, if you can't imagine the end of your life dying on a cross, then maybe you're not really paying attention to God's words. Because he says, pick up your cross and follow me. It's very clear. You don't need to twist it. You don't need to make it softer. You don't need to make it more friendlier for yourself. It's very clear. Pick up the cross and follow me. I'm to death, to die. Maybe you're going to have nails in your, in, your, in your hands. Maybe you're going to be tortured. You know, being alone and, and, and miserable for five days, I realized, and still being happy somehow, I don't know how, I realized that in torture, if I'm trusting God, I'll make it. They could, they could rip my skin off. They could uh, break my bones. They could do all kinds of nasty things, whatever comes with their head. But, but in God, I'll make it. In God, I'll know that just a little bit further there's a finish line. You know, not knowing when the, when the transmission is going to be fixed, not knowing if it's going to work, not knowing a lot of variables, not knowing, but just having that trust on God, just knowing that God's in control was the only thing that kept a smile on my face. Just knowing that, man, <laughs> God is in control, knowing what he could do in Nebuchadnezzar's life, right? In an instant, he could take your mind away, and you're going to be eating grass for seven years and moving like a cow, and your fingernails are going to be so long you, you can't even walk, and, and, then, and then all of a sudden he's going to snap you out of it, and, you're, and then you're going to go, ah, I'm just going to build my own kingdom again. No, you're not. You're, you're forever, your life is going to change. Forever you're going to go, oh, man, I better not mess with him. I, I better not mess with him. He's in control. Right? And, and knowing that, just having that, that saturation of God stopping, stop. Every attempt I went and tried to, to like get out of or change my circumstances, God would stop and stop and stop. And it came to the point where I'm like, okay, God, I know the fastest way is this way, but the longest way is this way. You're going to make me go this way, aren't you? Yeah, Andre, I am. Okay. <laughs> I bought a bike. And I'm like, yes, I can cruise around town now and get you know, coffee when I want and go use the restroom when I want, and, and it's, it's going to be awesome, and, and brand new bike, Walmart, I bought $79.99, everything's cool, in the morning I wake up, I'm going to go do my laundry, I'm like, yes, fresh clothes, this is awesome, the tire blows out, not that I ran over glass, not that I, manufacturer defect, and I'm like, man, 
Are you kidding me? The, I, I, I spent three hours picking out this bike. I, full tires, perfect gears, everything just, you know, this is, I mean, you can't go wrong. You just can't go wrong. I couldn't have made a mistake. And it happens, you know? And, uh, and, uh, uh, just thing after thing after thing after thing. I mean, to the point where I, I, I'm crawling out of my skin trying to get things moving, right? I, I just got married. And my wife's like, I, 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 what's going on? Like, if you're not home by Friday, I'm coming over there. Like, you, 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 uh, you can't, we can't bind our lives and then just be separate for three, you know, two, three, five days. It doesn't make sense. What's going on? Like, and I'm like, I know, I know, I know. But God's doing something. I need this. And, and maybe you need this too. Maybe, maybe God is just making us go to the next level. Maybe God is allowing this blessing in our lives. And if we embrace it and we, we stay true and faithful, God will bless us. God will, God will, he will take care of us. And uh, he has. And everything will be okay. Uh, uh, but the best result of being a Christian is the changes in your heart. Right? That's the best thing. That's the biggest victory. That's the best taste of life is when your heart changes, when your heart isn't, isn't, isn't living for, for sin. It's not chasing pornography. It's not chasing uh, uh, million-dollar dreams. It's not chasing pride and, and status and, and, oh, man, I'm going to make it big on the next American Idol. That's where I'm going. And uh, uh, it's not saturated in the system. It's not it, everything's invested in the system and only a little bit's invested in, in God's will. Right? Even your heart changes. That's the biggest, the biggest thing. And when we were in Mexico, you saw the hunger. They're like, what do we do to change? What do we do to change? And it's like, man, I don't see that in our own youth. Nobody's asking that question anymore. Everybody's like, well, I tried to change. It doesn't work. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to keep working. And I'm not going to keep reading my Bible. I'm not going to keep praying. Instead of crying out before God and saying, God, what do I do to change? What's the, what's, what do I tweak in my strategy? What do I do to fight? How do I get back up? Help me to fly and soar like an eagle. Your word is true. I believe it. Ah, wow. My, my friends don't seem like they have a problem with fighting sins. So why should I have fight sins? Why should I, you know, uh, keep praying the same prayer? God, free me. God, help me. God, cleanse me. God, God move in my life. I don't, I don't think it actually works. I just, I just go because it's a good launching point in life. and There's lots of opportunities and friends and it feels good, you know. Or I just feel guilty if I don't go. You know, God, what are you investing? Where is your vision? What is your, we prayed over vision the last, the last, you know, what is the vision? What is the vision? What is the vision? What is your vision? Where are you going? What is your, not that God's going to let you see the end point, but he is letting you see the end point. One day, you're going to die if you're going to be a real Christian. One day, you're going to die to yourself. One day, you're going to die to your dream. One day, you're going to die to your, your plans. The next day, you're going to die physically for God. That's his plan. That's throughout the whole Bible. And uh, reading that it's the last times and reading that it's, it, there's a special position for those who get their head cut off. I just realized, man, that maybe I'm praying the wrong prayer. Maybe I have the wrong spin on things. Maybe, maybe God want, really loves me and is calling me to something better than just having a ministry and having a great family and, and living a great life in America and, and having it, you know, everything ducks in a row, you know. I'm smiling. Everything's great. Maybe God wants something more. And if he does, who am I, 
who am I? If Nebuchadnezzar couldn't stop him and he was the ruler of the world, who am I? I just had a transmission go out and my whole world stopped, right? Who am I to mess with God? Who am I to ask questions? Who am I to, to, to throw something in? And um, uh, Ezekiel 33 blew my mind. That chapter was so saturated for uh, uh, radical, like, you know, if you're going to be a prophet, if you're going to be a real uh, kingdom builder, this is your character, this is your backbone. You have to start building muscle around this. And that is if God tells you something and you have to deliver that word, don't sway from it. And uh, don't be afraid. You know, that's like another thing. It's like being in that town, I got to speak to... uh, a pastor uh, who's pretty cush, you know. He's got, he's been a pastor of his church for 19 years. He doesn't make a lot of money, but that's a position that was given to him by his dad. His dad is a senior pastor in the church, plus he's an overseer of 105 churches in the in the California kind of southern area there, and uh, and they're you know they're a normal church. Everything's good for Las Banas. It's a good sized church, maybe uh, up to 100 people come on service, and and it's good and. The other other church down the street is uh, uh, another like evangelistic Baptist church. Same thing, you know. Uh, uh, but when they found out that I'm from Seattle, they were like so excited. They're like, "Oh man, this is our connection point. Man, we're gonna get out of this town. Like this is the guy." Because their friends just got a job being a pastor here in a Baptist church in Bothell. Yeah, and he goes, "My friend just moved a week ago to Bothell." You're from Bothell? There he, he went to Bothell. Oh man, this is this is so good. Like, like you know, like let's let's be friends. And I'm like, yeah, let's be friends. But uh, no, I'm gonna if if it comes to it, I'm gonna chop off your head if God tells me to. So just be 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 willing that we're gonna be friends. But uh, I might tell you something that might hurt you, or maybe it'll hurt you, but it'll help you. And that's what happened last night. We were there. I talked to I uh, I talked to the pastor. On Sunday, Pastor, you know, I said, "Whatever, come on Tuesday. We're gonna, we're gonna give out uh, food to the poor, and then, uh, and then we can talk." So I thought, okay, you know, exchange some work and then hang out with the pastor. It's a good, fair deal. I'll do it. <laughs> so I went, uh, passed out food, and it was raining, and they figured out the rain was because of me, and they were super happy. And they're like, "Seattle, this is awesome. Stay here another few days." I'm like, "No, I'm probably leaving tonight." But, anyways. Uh, Pastor said, uh, "What's your primary, you know, ministry? What do I said, School clubs." I said, "Perfect. I've been a leader in the school clubs for 19 years here. Now my son does it, and and so we're gonna have a school club today. You want to go?" I'm like, "Yeah, let's do it." So we hopped in, went to the school club. There I met uh, the pa- the youth pastor again because I met him the first night when I was on my bike driving home from Walmart. <laughs> I met him because they were playing ping pong, and I was like, "Dude, these guys look like Christians. Like, hey, are you Christians? What do you believe?" And and we started talking and. And so I met him again at club. He delivered a message. And I, 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 call, I said, I would call you tomorrow so we can eat. But tomorrow was a crazy day. I had to go pick up transmission. And it didn't happen. The last day I was there, I called him. And I said, let's sit down. We're going to eat. You know, just touch base. Say hi. I want to ask you some stuff about school clubs. And I said, I'm waiting there for him. And the other youth pastor comes cro- across the restaurant. And he, he's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, what are you doing here? Come here. Sit down. And I'm, like, I'm like, you hungry? He's like, yeah, I'm going to buy you dinner. So, let's, so they both come and sit. And I ask them. I say, what is your goal? Why are you a youth pastor? What's your vision? And they tell me the same thing. Oh, I love youth. And they're great. And they're, you know, I've always had, uh, you know, I want to do something in high school. And it was cool. And I get to do it. And it's awesome. It's great. It's cool. 
you know. And the other, the other guy, he's taking a break from youth ministry because he just got done with his four-year classes and, and he's got his status, but he doesn't know how to get anybody to youth, you know. And I'm like, hmm, okay. And this guy has everybody in the, in the school following him, but he doesn't know how to gain any depth, you know. And, and it seems like they're in it, but they're not. And they're in it, and they're not. Same, same story all across America, right? And, uh, and, uh, and so I'm sitting there in front of them, and I hear their vision, and, I, and I'm like, well, what do I do now? And so I just have to tell them my vision. And we just went through Mexico, and I said, you know what? I have the same vision as my pastor. My youth pastor had to make a crucial changing point in his life, in his youth ministry, where it wasn't about trying to collect everybody, make everybody happy, and pat them on the head, and make sure everybody's got cool clothes, and everybody's hip, and got the right music, yeah, yeah, T- Toby Mac, cool, we're awesome. No, his, 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 his method changed overnight, and it was more like, are you guys following God? Raise your hand. Okay, those who don't follow God, get out of here. Go home. Anybody else want to go with them? Go home. And two people stayed. That was his youth ministry. <laughs> like, that's crazy. That's, that's crazy. And they're like, yeah, that's crazy. I'm like, I know, but that's how it worked. That's what really works in, 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 in the world. That's what really works in today's life. That's what really has to happen in our hearts, in our, in our minds. It's how, you have to decide to follow God. You have to decide to, to move after God. And, and, and then I just started telling him what happened. I told him what happened in my life. Like, I didn't want anything. And God keeps blessing me beyond the means. And I'm like, God, this is crazy. Like, I'm afraid to, to fall away from God because I have so much. Seeing, seeing people before me, seeing people around me fall away from God because they, they have a great business or because they have a great family and, and they have everything they want to. And hearing the stories of all the Mexicans that get across the border thinking this is so awesome, I'm in America, and then they get escalades and big houses and they come back to their villages and their, their kids are just the most disobedient, spoiled brats ever. And, and, and the parents come back to Mexico, sell their escalades, sell their house going, what did I do? I, I, need my, I need help from my community. I need help back in this dirt hole so that at least my kids have a chance not to, not to be destroyed. That's what they're saying is happening. And, uh, and I'm looking at my life, and I have everything. And I'm going, man, I don't want to get swamped away by just this, this great life. I don't want just to have a great life. And that's it. I, I want my heart to beat with God's heart. And that means there's constant sacrifice. There's constant direction that you weren't expecting. There's constant change of plans. There's constant on the moment, in the spot <laughs> type of life. But it's awesome because you know what? I get to fall back and go, God, you put me here. I don't know what I'm going to do if you don't do something. Amen. And that's it. That's all I do. And the rest, whatever hits my head, I speak it. And go, wow, that's pretty cool. That's Thank you, God. That's awesome, man. That's right. <laughs> no, no, no. All glory to God. And, and you walk back home with humility, and you walk with your head down, and you go, God, man, that was amazing. When can I do that again? Please use me again. Um, I want God to move tonight. You guys hungry for God? You guys hungry for God? Raise your hand. I want to see some hands. You guys hungry for God? Well, I am not going to bring God's presence. And the worship team's not going to bring God's presence. God's going to come to the hearts that are hungry. 
the hearts that are questioning, God, where are you in my life? I am nobody special. We realized in Mexico, we had a whole team that had a whole routine. Like, this is how we do it. Like, we've done this in Africa and Russia. This is how it works. And day, day two happens, and we're all on our faces going, oh, man, this sucks. What's going on? Like, what happened? Where are you, God? Like, wow, we have nothing. And then God started to just break our hearts, and God started to move, and God started to, to change us. And God, God really probably ministered more to our hearts than, than, than theirs. And then God's just like, you know what? You guys, uh, don't get rusty. Stay on your toes, guys. Uh, uh, I'm always moving. I'm always going in a, in a new direction, and you better pay attention. You better stay up. You better stay with me. Amen. So God's going be- to, I know God's going to move tonight. He's already moving tonight. Is he going to move in your heart? Are you going to go in a new direction? Are you going to follow God? Are you going to break before him? Are you going to seek him with everything you have? Amen. Let's uh, maybe uh, sing a song and just uh, ask God to come. Ask God to, to come. I, uh, I don't even want to lead a prayer. I just, I, uh, I just want to pray myself. I want, I want God in my life. Давайте начнем молиться. Просто, просто говорить Господу вот нашу позицию. Что Он есть центр всего. И в конце этого служения мы не поменяли наше решение бежать за Ним до конца. Но еще больше и больше у нас желания есть просто угодить Ему. Потому что мы познали, что это самая прекрасная жизнь. Самая прекрасная жизнь. Это воля Его совершенная. Аллилуйя. Аллилуйя. Благодарим Тебя, Господь. Благодарим Тебя. Благодарим Тебя, Господь. Благодарим Тебя. Благодарим Тебя.